This is Revelation Response, a podcast where we talk about who God is, what He's done in our lives, and how we can't help but respond in worship. We want these episodes to be an encouragement wherever you are on your faith journey to pay attention to what God is saying to you and to consider how you might respond. Now, here's my conversation with Luke Brown. Hey, well, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Nate Souza, your host, and uh, I got a good friend with me today on the show, Luke Brown. Hello, Luke. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? So let's start with just like, for those who don't know, like who you are, kind of like what you do, maybe just that fellowship, and then we'll get into more of your story. But So yeah, I've been um, on at Fellowship as a worship leader for almost uh, nine years. Mm. I've loved every minute of it. Um, and uh, originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Not far from here, Nashville. Not far from okay. here. So, Tennessee boy. Yeah. So, like at our church, we've got contract leaders. So, right. y'all lead maybe once a month, That's maybe right. like every yep. yeah, three weeks or something. Um, and so, uh, before that, what did you do in music besides uh, worship leading? Yeah. So, I came to town in, uh, came to Nashville in, I guess, 1990. 99 really okay. um, did music for 25 years um, cool. doing vocals uh, production uh, everything you can do to make money in music I pretty much did okay did yeah. you like tour and do like I toured a bit I had um, a band called um, a cross between um, well it kind of gets into my music story yeah like, I guess you'd say yeah um, take us back to the let, beginning let me take you back, let me take <laughs> so you back. there I am yeah so my, my story is kind of when it comes down to music um Started like in first grade, honestly. Wow. It started in first grade. I uh, was in the Chattanooga Boys Choir. Okay. And toured the whole world uh, before my voice changed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everybody's up in Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, saw like New Zealand, Australia, Europe, all that wow. kind of stuff. Um, I grew up in the Church of Christ. Okay. So I grew up with no instruments in the church. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, I loved acapella music. Singing is super important. That's right. So uh, that's kind of where I learned harmony, where I learned to sing. Um, I was in a band called AVB okay. right out of high school. I say right out of high school, but I pretty much quit high school to go on the road with this band. Uh, it's a story yes. as old as time. Story as old as time. <laughs> so I think I quit high school with two months to go. Wow. And I um, went on the road and... Uh, that band ended up turning into another band called a cross between. We, okay. we ended up, this is 97. I think it's kind of weird to say the nineties Yeah, at this point, kind <laughs> right. of ages us. Right. <laughs> um, but we were in this band, we ended up entering a, a competition called the GMA spotlight competition that okay. Stephen Curtis had won. And I think jars of clay and Gotcha. one and all this kind of stuff. But Are anyway, you like a full band with instruments by this full point? band with instruments. So okay. we went from acapella band okay. to instruments. Gotcha. And, um, very vocal heavy though. Yeah. You know, uh, like a young for him or something like I can that see is it kind of what it was. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we ended up winning this competition, got a record deal. Really? Um, yeah. and that's kind of what brought us to town. And, um, right in that time, I actually met my wife on when I was in that band, okay. um, when we were touring and uh, so that band, like most bands, uh, went down in flames to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, How so, long was it like in total, like three all together? You know, I, I want to think that we were probably like two or three years. Okay. I mean, but we did heavy touring, yeah. you know, hundreds of shows a year in, okay. in that time. Um, so like if I, I guess it would be like probably 96 to 99. 
Gotcha. Pretty much. Okay. Um, once that happened, you know, uh, Kara and I um, had gotten married. Yeah. We were, you know, had no idea what we we're going to do with our life uh-huh. pretty much, but we knew we loved each other and we wanted to be married. And yeah. so she graduated from college a little bit early and we looked, she's from California. So it was like, okay, well, let's see if we can afford living out here. And I'm like, nope, yeah, can't do that. <laughs> Cross that one off the list. Yeah, so we ended up moving to Chattanooga, just, you know, two young kids. We were 21, yeah. you know, and, uh, in love and say, let's, let's just do this. You okay. know? And, um, at that point we lived in Chattanooga for about three months. My phone started ringing to come up to Nashville to do vocal sessions. Hmm. And that's when, Backstreet and NSYNC and all the boy bands were, you know, all that. So I would come up, I would drive from Nashville like every week and do vocal sessions. Yeah. And because I was like one of the only pop guys in Nashville at that time. Interesting. No, now it's totally different. Yeah. Everybody, you know, (laughs) but uh, a long way. So I started, that's kind of how we decided to move up here in March of 2000. Okay. And just stop driving. Like, yeah. Stop driving. Yeah. It was just like, man, I'm getting a lot of, let's a lot of calls. Let's, let's do this, you That's know? Cool. So, um, so I started singing tons of sessions, uh, background sessions, demo sessions, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, quickly kind of, my voice was kind of known around town as the pop guy, gotcha. you know, back then. And, uh, so yeah, we kind of started that had, um, a few publishing deals, a few record deals mm-hmm. with the different things. Stint in country music, you know, tons of production, mm-hmm. tons of mixing, um, and a lot of uh, film and TV placements uh, with a fake band that I also have as gotcha. well, okay. you know, kind of thing. You've so, done it all. Yeah. So <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like with that background, I'm curious, like how do you how do you get into worship leading? Like yeah. how do you um, end up at a church and say, I'm going to do this as a part-time gig? Kind yeah. Of so like I said, I grew up in church, mm-hmm. like even though, you know, it was church of Christ, it was no instruments kind of thing. I led worship when I was 14. Mm-hmm. I went to, um, in high school, I went to a private Christian school and, um, I pretty much led chapels, like the worship, okay. you know? So it was just me and my hands clapping, you know, <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. One. It was like no guitar or anything. I didn't pick up a guitar till I was 16. Uh, you know, I was like, and the only reason I picked up a guitar was like, well, maybe this will allow me to sing. Yeah. You know, play, accompany yeah, myself. I can accompany myself. Yeah. yeah. So I started leading when I was probably 14. Um, you know, I became a Christian, uh, was baptized when I was 14. Mm. I mean, so that transformation that was like, well, I want to, I want to sing about Jesus. I want to lead. Yeah. You know, so fast forward. I mean, that's, Man, I'm 44. Mm. So, you know, do the math on that. Right. Not <laughs> a so, long time. I've yeah, it's been a long that, time yeah. I've been leading. So for where our stories intersected, like we we moved out to Nashville in 2015 to work mm-hmm. at Fellowship, you know. And so when I got here, I met you. Actually, you were like one of the first people I met. Yeah, we got we to go were, to dinner. We went to dinner. That's right. And I don't know if I was being vetted or or, so, or hazed or something, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to meet you and Kara and um, found out Kara and I went to the same school, which That's is right. cool, Azusa Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Cougars. Um, yeah, I mean, at that point, it was basically leading a lot. We got to write some mm-hmm. music together. Um, totally. We had, Down the road, we did a, like a, a record together, which was like so fun, like, you know, to go oh, out yeah. and record all that, you know? And yeah, so um, totally. kind of along the way, just uh, it was always cool to see how you were able to make a lot of different streams of music work, you know, mm-hmm. like the recording thing and the writing thing and the worship leading. I mm-hmm. didn't really know a lot of people like that in California. Sure. It was like, you know, famous rock stars and then like worship guys like myself that just right. like all we did was work at church. Right. And it was like, I, I liked that, um, 
the ability to be in all these different spheres at once, sure. you know? And like we talked about earlier, like a lot of hats, you know, a lot of yeah. spinning plates and just trying to keep it all mm-hmm. uh, going. Um, maybe we can talk about what happened with your voice. So like, was mm-hmm. this a couple years ago? Um, there, there was a change in kind of how, how you yeah. thought your voice was. Yeah. So, I mean, the big thing for me, uh, it kind of somewhat happened overnight. Um, I, I believe what happened was, so I, I guess this is probably four, four and a half, five years ago. Okay. Like I said before, like I was kind of known for my voice to some extent in, yeah. in at least the circles. It's not like you can punch in Luke Brown and whatever. It's <laughs> right. like not famous or anything, but yeah. in the circles of Nashville and the people who hire me, they uh-huh. know me for my voice and, yeah. and what I do. And I made a living off yeah. of my voice, yeah. you know? And um, yeah, so I think what happened after seeing doctors and all this kind of thing is I think I got sick. Mm-hmm. And I, um, because I was a background singer as well, like I have a lot of different tones and different voices that I use mm-hmm. depending on a scenario. And I think I sang with not my proper voice and okay. I ruptured a vocal cord. Okay. So like an injury. It was an injury, yeah. vocal injury. Yeah. And, um, and it was just kind of chaotic, a chaotic time. It was mm-hmm. actually a really sweet time too, though, at fellowship, mm-hmm. because I remember, um, I remember being on vocal rest and I remember having that button that says, I, you know, I'm on vocal rest. I can't talk, you know, and right. I would wear it to church. Yeah. You know? Explain to people. And I remember multiple times, man, uh, the congregation's so sweet. Like I just have people come up and pray for me, like, uh, wow. you know, in the, like at church and I, I'm like smiling at them. Like, thank you. Look at, look at my <laughs> pen, look at my pen. You know? right. And, and they would, they would pray for me and it was a really That's sweet really time. Sweet. Really cool yeah. to, um, experience fellowship that way. Yeah. It was also very, um, very hard time just with not only identity, but actually leading, but it also allowed me to remember like, Hey, I'm, I'm leading, I'm not performing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatsoever. Yeah. So it allowed me to say, you know, I can start this song and everybody's going to sing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it, it kind of made me, um, really try to take a back seat to myself. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. Like, like I, this is not about me. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I love the Lord. I want to be a, a lead worshiper, right. you know, in this scenario, in this Sunday. And my voice, the one thing that I usually give all of myself in is no longer there, but yeah. I can still worship. Huh. Um, so there was a lot of going through that. And I remember, I do remember one, we did a worship night and I remember maybe Carl like asked us to do this, this song. And I can't even remember the song, but mm-hmm. he kind of wanted us to, it was declaring what, what Jesus was to us in this moment, Yeah, you know? And I just remember I was going through the midst of mm. no voice. And I just had to, I, I remember just saying that he's sovereign, like yeah. whatever my story is going to end up being, mm-hmm. he's sovereign in this, yeah. you know, whether I ever sing again or not, which that was what it was kind of coming down to. It's like, am I ever going to be able to sing again? And, and so then I really wrestled with my identity. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm known for my voice. And that's yeah. what I know. Luke's me a singer. As. I'm a singer. Yeah. Like I, this is my livelihood, how I make money, you right. know? So that was a, that was a really scary time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. with any job that's tied to like a physical skill, yeah. you know, like, or say you break your back, you know, right. and you are used to being out doing physical labor. It's like, totally now what do I do? Like, you know, it's, I imagine scary and Mm -hmm. a little bit, I mean, the, we can camp a little bit on the identity thing uh, because uh, there's been a lot of people I've talked to that feel like 
their passion, like mm-hmm. the center of their target gets mm-hmm. taken from them sometimes. You sure. know? And like, for instance, like I've had a lot of problems with my ears. Like, yep. you know, I've got tubes multiple times and mm-hmm. I'm constantly like, feel like I'm underwater. Yep. I need my ears. Like that's a huge part of what I do, you know? And, uh, you know, like my wife, Shelly is loves running, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and she's had chronic foot pain for a long time. And we've talked about that a lot. She's like, you are a musician, your ears, I'm a runner, my feet, right. You know, like, totally. why is this happening? You know, like, totally. and, and is it something that God, I, I wouldn't say does, but maybe allows to, you know, put our, our, our dependence on him, dependence on yeah, him, absolutely. you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it's a, it was complicated. I remember for you because it wasn't mm-hmm. just your church mm-hmm. and your livelihood, but it was also who am I and what do I do? How do I provide all this stuff? So right. maybe talk a little bit about that. Like, had to be scary. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, too, I've got three kids, three yeah. beautiful daughters. And, and you know, you, as a man, I'm just like, I need to provide for my family, yeah. you know? And so every aspect of what I did in music somewhat included my voice, whether it was production and talking through how to produce a vocal, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I, I would usually sing that to a singer, like yeah. try this, yeah. you know, whether it's writing, I can't do that melody that I want to do to right. write. Like it was every aspect of yeah. it. And so that was kind of what was so just, you know, open my hands and say, Lord, whatever, whatever you want from me, just, just show me the path mm-hmm. and I'll say yes to it and, yeah. and go down, go down that path. So it was definitely scary. I mean, you know, it ended up obviously like being good. I was able to somewhat figure out what was going on with my voice. I had to uh-huh. reteach myself how to sing, you yeah. know, lock myself in the studio and just like, okay, here we go. Yeah. I got to do this. Which is wild. Know? Yeah. <laughs> For I someone to sing in 25 years. Right. Totally. Yeah. I've never had to do that before. Yeah. You know, it's just always been natural. Yeah. You know, did you feel like God was revealing anything in particular to you during that time? You know, when mm-hmm. you're alone, you know, at night, just going, God, what's going on? Like, yeah. what, what, what is this all for? Did you feel like there was a specific answer to those prayers? I guess. I don't know if it was a, there was a specific answer other than my dependence, yeah. like coming to the forefront yeah. and my need, you know, for him to not only show up to some extent, mm-hmm. but for me to be able to say like, I'm at the end of myself here. I'm truly at the end of myself and I don't know what to do, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think ultimately that's where we can worship God the most in our weakness and and our failures and our, you know, our depravity. Yeah. It's like, we should always be there like uh, at that level of dependence. But um, like I was saying before, like maybe that's a a purpose that comes out of a a dark season or a season of asking why. Absolutely. you know, hey, like you could always be here. Right. <laughs> like right. it's a state of mind. Right. You know, um, totally. So let's talk a little bit about um, pool leak services. Oh, you know, God. so like what, what, yeah. what tell uh, folks that don't know, like what happened there, you know, and how yeah. did that all get going for you? So for those of you that don't know, and for those of you that I have worked on your pool before, <laughs> <laughs> right, which might be a lot of <laughs> our listeners, yeah. uh, I do own a business now called Pool Leak Services. Mm-hmm. And, um, we uh, do leak detection in swimming pools and it's been, this all was somewhat birthed out of me losing my voice mm-hmm. when it came down to it. Yeah. Long story of the matter, um, back in 2011, um, I had a song on American Idol and it was going to be a pretty big song, mm-hmm. you know? And um, it it, a, it was a, it was like a, a commercial with Steven Tyler and J-Lo and all these people. And it's like me okay. singing, you know? And you had to sing like J-Lo. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> or I, I'd like to sing like Steven Tyler. <laughs> yeah, either one awesome. really. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but anyway, I was um, 
uh, me and my buddy Chuck, who uh, was my production partner, we have a fake band called mm-hmm. the So Minis. Okay. And um, anyway, so we uh, we got this spot and didn't know it was the first song that I wrote outside of a publishing deal hmm. that I had. So I wanted to own my publishing. I was like, you know what? I've had four publishing deals at this point. Yeah. It'd be really smart business-wise for me to own my publishing. Yeah. So I, um, I was like a friend of mine, I was talking to him about it and he goes, man, yeah, you should definitely own that. He goes, why don't you come and work for me? Hmm. And I was like, okay. And he did leak detection. And so for a summer in 2011, for me to own my publishing, I worked in leak detection and learned how to find leaks in swimming pools. So that was in order to have the money not to be how, in the contracts. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that was in order for me to own my own publishing for the first time. Okay. Um, because I wasn't going to get that fee that American Idol was paying for probably six months to a year. Gotcha. You know, it's this that comes on the back right. end. It's that kind of thing. And you still need dinner. I still need dinner. <laughs> still need that. Put that on the table. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was also an, a big identity thing. Cause I remember writing with this really big writer one week and literally the next week, like, cause at this point I'm working doing leak detection, but I'm also writing at night. I'm, I'm doing vocal sessions. Like I've never not stopped uh, here, the but there is some consistency that you'd like to have when you're feeding multiple mouths yes. in your family, uh-huh. you know, um, which consistency in music is, is non-existent, <laughs> right. you know? Um, but it was, it was another, it was almost like, if I look back on it, there's like a primer to, to identity mm. that I was feeling in that time too, because I remember writing with this really big writer and the next week I'm out doing leak detection. And I think I wor- walk into like a uh, firehouse subs or something like that on like a lunch break. And here I am like decked out in this leak detection company, yeah. you know, hat and shirt and that rider sitting right there. Uh. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, we just wrote and they don't know me other than a writer. Yeah. And so now what do I do? Yeah. That's interesting. And it was just one of those moments that like a crucial mo- moment, like you look back on moments and yeah. you're like, that's kind of critical yeah. to, identity. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up to him, mm-hmm. talk to him. And they looked at me and it was like, what are, what are you doing? Right. Like, I, I know you as this, not this uh-huh. and explain kind of the situation. And they were like, that's awesome. That's awesome. So-and-so is doing the same thing and blah, blah. You know, it was really nice to like have some affirmation yeah, really, in that moment yeah. where I'm like, you know, it, it, I don't have to just be the writer, just yeah. whatever, you know, that's uh, more of an ego kind of thing yeah. that I was able to kind of lose through those kind of moments, you know, which was nice. And kind of that primer to knowing my identity is, is yeah, like Christ. A, a it's little not, foreshadow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, fast forward, uh, my friend who um, he started a business and ran it for four months and then passed away. And his widow, who's a good friend of ours, she called me up and said, Hey, we have this business that we just started. Yeah. You know, and she's like, Would you, would you like it? And this is right when I lost my voice. Wow. So the timing of that. The timing of that is kind of like, you know, as we say, the sovereignty of God. Mm, you know, yeah. you know, Kara and I were just like, Well, you know, I mean, I had done the best I had done in music yeah. that year. You know, I was mixing and producing and and um, you know, it was just like, well. Let's do it. And mm. so we bought it and I just opened the doors to the business to some extent and got some calls. And I mean, literally I would <laughs> be standing in a pool 
and take a call from an A&R director to tweak mixes. Oh my God. And they have no idea that I'm standing in a pool, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and vice versa, and vice versa <laughs> you know, it's just like, so it was just, it's crazy, yeah. you know, that moment. And then we quickly realized it's like, you know, we need to make a go of this and, and, and see, see what we got. And mm-hmm. now we're just cruising along. So what year was that when you bought the business? 2018. Okay. Yeah. Five years ago. Yeah. So we're in our fifth year of business now. Okay. Yeah. So one of my thoughts there, so I obviously was your buddy and watching yeah. all this happen mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. You, you have know, many um, pictures of me in a, in a scuba diving outfit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and on stage leading worship, which is so wild. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, so like before we hit record, you know, we were talking about purpose and mm-hmm. wearing different hats and yeah. spinning different plates and all that, you know? And so obviously that is uh, part and parcel to this conversation, yeah, you know, for sure. um, maybe talk a little bit about how God made you, you know, he mm-hmm. made Luke Brown to be yeah. different than every, any other guy on the planet. Um, purpose, yeah. you know? Um, and so I see a lot of that and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong in music and in sure. so- songs and mm-hmm. writing and leading. Um, I don't see a lot of that in pools mm-hmm. and leak detection. And so how, how off am I, you know, like uh, your, your purpose is over here, but yeah. you need to do this for business. What's how, what was that like for you? Well, I mean, I think there's like in 2018, there had to been a huge shift in my life, obviously, mm. and starts with my voice gone. Right. Right. Yeah. So my identity is somewhat questioned and I have to answer what's my identity. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a hard reset. It's also the year I turned 40. Uh, so a lot of people would actually be like, oh, is that a midlife crisis or whatever. Yeah. And it definitely wasn't that. Ultimately, when it comes down to my purpose... Luke Brown is not a vocalist. Mm. Luke Brown is not, you know, a producer or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and up until that point, I really feel like, you know, I was always like, I just got to do music. I just got to do music. Mm. That was a, kind of an immature stance, you know, on yeah. on my life, yeah. you know. Uh, and so when the one thing that I kind of hold on to as my identity is somewhat stripped away, mm-hmm. you know, I have to reevaluate, okay, what's, what's my purpose? Well, I'm, I mean, ultimately... I'm a Christian Mm. first and foremost, you know? Um, And I, I love the Lord and that everything else has to stem from that. Mm -hmm. How I love my family, how, how I lead um, in my family and work and at church or wherever. Yeah. Um, There's, there's a few different ways about starting the business that I started. One, one, it was actually a somewhat a welcome relief because for 25 years, everything that I've done, someone has a, an opinion about. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So totally. like, everybody's like, yeah, I don't like that song. <laughs> uh, that hook's just a little flat, you yeah. know, and uh, it's too rangy or it's this, or yeah. it's, you know, that mix is, I'm not a fan of that mix or whatever. The subjective nature of the art. The subjective <laughs> nature of art and yeah. then getting paid for it. Yeah. That's, that's a real, that's a real struggle mm-hmm. and just, man, a grind, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and leak detection, I can say, is your pool losing water now that we've been here or is it not? <laughs> Did it get better? <laughs> Did it get better? And and so as a business side of things, yeah. it's like, oh, that's really refreshing, uh-huh. you know? But at the same time, in the way I lead my company as well, like we are a service company, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. like, like an HVAC company or whatever, we do a service. Mm-hmm. You're hiring us to do something that you can't do. We can do it. We do it well. And... Um, and we are going to be on your team at this point. And yeah. I'm really stubborn. So personality wise, I'm a nine on the Enneagram. Mm. I do not like to disappoint anybody. Yeah. It's my worst fear <laughs> in the world. 
Um, I feel that deeply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellow nines converging. Yeah. yeah. But um, I also like, I'm really super stubborn. I've always, um, you know, I grew up, my parents had rental property. I remember coming home from school and my dad saying, Hey, let's go, let's go. We're going to go knock down this wall and we're going to do this, or we're going to go mm. change this toilet out, you know, kind of like a jack of all trades, Okay. you know? And so I know how to do things and I'm really stubborn. Mm. And so I don't give up and in league detection, that's kind of what you got to have. Comes in handy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, now I'm kind of in that point, fifth year where I'm trying to more run the business instead of kind of be in the business. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's quite funny because there are many times that I will go and I'm diving somebody's pool and they look at me with a face like of wonder and they're like, are you my worship leader? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I sure am. Which yeah. service do you go to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. So, Yeah. And um, wasn't there a few stories of you being at like people's houses that you sang on their record? Oh, absolutely. Like that kind absolutely. of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was kind of probably one of the, one of God's really gentleness and goodness in my life when I started yeah. this company. Like I was like, who's the first person that I'm going to go to mm -hmm. their pool. And I'm going to be like, we know each other from. Yeah. It's a different world. Right. And God was so kind and it was, it happened to be Jeremy camp's pool. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I just remember diving his pool and it was his, uh, his manager at the time who was, who was there and yeah. he, um, who I am great friends with now and who actually works for my company oh, as well. Full circle. Um, full circle. <laughs> but, um, he, uh, I was just like, Oh, this is Jeremy's pool. I sing on all his records. Yeah, and he's I like, "What?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's so amazing. super funny, super funny. So another thing we did um, at church was um, a very fancy title. It's called something else now, but we when we did it, it was called Year Two. Yes, <laughs> and it year was two. <laughs> really just the second year of mm -hmm. the wholehearted life kind of thing that our churches um, teaches a lot yeah. about. You know, and I would say the overall purpose of that was how you're uniquely wired and gifted, yeah. you know, and um, how that stands apart from other people, you know? So it, when we did like the, the church identity and kind of mission statement, it was like, what can fellowship do better than mm -hmm. 10,000 other churches? Mm -hmm. I felt like it was like, what can Nate do <laughs> yeah. better than 10,000 other Nates, you know, right. or other guys, you know? And so it was very introspective and very, you know, we got a lot of outside, mm -hmm. you know, people um, speaking into our lives mm -hmm. and, you know, studying through a bunch of things. And so they push you to come down with, uh, was it like a paragraph and then a sentence and then mm -hmm. two words, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. So maybe talk about me. I'm sure you don't remember your paragraph and your sentence, but no, I don't know. You probably remember your two words. I remember my you know? two words. And so what were the two words that you kind of funneled down? I think it was six months. We funneled down to these words and what do they mean to you? Yeah. Well, while you were just talking, I was trying to remember your two words. Oh, this will be a good test. Yeah. 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 Uh, empowering worshipers. That's exactly right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, right. Okay. That's another podcast. <laughs> that's another episode. podcast. Okay. Um, that's when I will interview you next. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm down. Um, yeah. So my two words were shepherding. Yes. Okay. I, I'm very passionate about saying yes mm. in life. Mm -hmm. Hence, if you kind of look at my story, like even it's like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Right. Let's, let's, let's buy this company yeah. or let's, let's do this, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Um, even in, in homes that we've bought or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, there's always a, like, I mean, I feel like if you're following God, what's the worst that can happen to some extent? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Totally. Like there's always a worst case scenario uh -huh. and it's like, okay. Like, you know, when we took on the business, it's like, well, we just sell it. Yeah. 
or we'll just move on uh-huh. and we'll, we'll do something else right. or whatever, you know? Yeah. But I, I think I found in that season and that time coming up with shepherding. Yes. The whole shepherding thing was, uh, was unique to it because man, I was really speaking into some friends' lives and employees' lives mm-hmm. and just trying to kind of coach in a way yeah. to some extent of, of saying like, well, why wouldn't you do this, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and trying to really, you know, talk somebody along the way and mm-hmm. saying yes to something, yeah. yes to what their desire is, yes to, is that God's desire? Like, mm-hmm. yes, you know, and um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's um, spelling it out as no, good as I it think, could be. But It was so interesting to me when that was happening in the study because you were right in the middle of all these changes. You were like buying a house. I think like it was mm-hmm. like if, during those months, you know, yeah. and trying to make these big changes and everything. And then I looked back on uh, public services, mm-hmm. the voice thing. This is a couple of years after mm-hmm. going like that was evident in your life back then, you know, sure. like this, uh, yeah. I wouldn't say you're particularly like risk averse, you know, and like, right. uh, I can tend to be, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and, um, you know, you like to think things through problem solver, mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. can I make this better? Like maximizing right. the whole thing, you know? And it was like, you could look at that and just, a um, a worldly like secular lens of sure. like, you know, say yes to everything mm-hmm. and like maximize your opportunities for profit, like the right. whole thing. But then when you bring that into a spiritual sense, and then it, when I started the revelation response podcast, I, yeah. said, I said like, that's exactly what we're talking about. Like right. when you hear God opening mm-hmm. a door or maybe it's better to say inviting you <laughs> into a direction. Absolutely. Um, yes is a response, it you is. know, like, and we talk a lot about obedience as being one of the main responses we have to God, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you can go this way or you can go that way mm-hmm. and what you choose, I mean, can ripple out, you know, and yeah. um, yeah. and so maybe talk about a little bit about, um, the things that, I mean, obviously you talked about God opening doors through yeah. your life and everything, how yes is a response in those moments, yeah. you know? Well, I think, you know, hitting on what I hit on before, the sovereignty of God and um, his story is our story, you know, mm-hmm. and and linking with that. I think, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, So I think it kind of gets a little bit easier the older you get, yeah, obviously, true. looking back yeah. and, and all that. And so, um, you know, I look back on stories in my life and just how I met Kara, which is literally – another 90 minute podcast, you know, like with, I mean, literally, if you want to ever talk to me about it, it's, it involves a trucker named Jennifer and and it's just crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, but now everyone I, wants to Yeah, know, exactly. Right? Teaser, exactly. teaser. Uh-huh. Um, but I really do feel like the whole yes thing has gotten a lot easier for me. And in, in what you said, like obedience, mm. you know, obedience, it's, it's actually in front of you. Yeah. You know, if, if it's in front of you, you know, through thoughtful prayer and, consideration. I, and I am not as risk averse as a lot of people, like you said, Yes, you know what I'm saying? So naturally, naturally, I mean, whether my parents just instilled it in me or Mm. whatever in, in that fact, um, Mm -hmm. being willing to take the risk or feel uncomfortable, but knowing it's the right thing. Right. You know, I've, I've always through life, I've always had a tremendous faith Mm. in, in that God has called me yeah. To be his, to live for him. And, and that's my life. Yeah. So, you know, what just struck me when you said that was like risk is totally different than stepping out in faith. You mm-hmm. know, like those are like, they sound like they're the same because they're both like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to 
go forward, you know, right. and, and do it. But without faith, like without God being involved, that's just like a man making a decision in his flesh going like, totally. I think this is like a bet. Like, totally. I, think, I think this might work. Right. You know, and what you're really talking about is saying, um, it's almost not a risk. Like you said before, how could, what could go wrong? I think it's, 100%. Like, it's not a risk. If like when, when God speaks to you or he says, or like, I'm going to lead you into this land of the Israelites. Yeah. Is it a risk for them to go into the lands? Like, no, it's he's, obedience. He's promised, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Um, totally. And so, yeah, I, you know, I didn't mean to interrupt, but when, no, you, when I think you that's said right. risk, it's like that stands sort of in competition with a step of faith, which that's is right. really what we're called to do as Christians and say, God's got this. Yeah. And, that, and that's, I would, I would, I would tend to say like, even if I'm nervous, I still have faith. So it's, it doesn't feel like risk yeah. to some extent uh-huh. when to some people it may, yeah. it may look like it, yeah. you know, and granted, I'm not like, you know, it's like, I'm not doing, I don't feel like I'm doing crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, like, totally. Oh, I'm selling this and I'm selling this and I'm jumping out on here or yeah. whatever, you know, it's like, but I do feel like, um, when when an opportunity or a situation presents itself mm-hmm. in my life, um, if I feel confident that the Lord is in it, then why not? Totally, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's little things too. I mean, we're, we've talked about big changes, yeah. like buying a business or Absolutely. like quitting a job or yeah. doing whatever. But you know, this whole conversation just makes me think of all the little. I've been thinking a lot about forks in the road. I think right. that's in another episode as well, but. Um, it's just every day is full of those. It like, is. do I go left or do I go right? right? And 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 I hope like people when they when they listen to the Revelation Response podcast, they're I'm always wanting people to walk away with something like, how do I hear God mm-hmm. speak to me? Yeah, what revelation might He be uh, trying to tell me? Right. <laughs> you know, and so I think we're attuned to the big uh, changes in life. Do right. I move across the country? Right. Do I marry this person? Yeah. You know, and it's like my encouragement would be for myself and for anyone listening is where are those little moments where that God is also trying to reveal himself mm-hmm. and, and how do we respond? You totally. know, and I think that we can be very, it's, I, I like the change we made to risk averse because it's mm-hmm. almost like faith averse, right? You know, where yeah. we're like afraid to walk out in faith, right? We're afraid to say yes. It's much easier oftentimes to say no, absolutely. And say, like, I okay, I think you know, the, this is the classic, like, hey, go talk to that person yeah. and tell them it's like, oh, I'm gonna embarrass myself. Like, I they don't know who I yeah. am. Is that really God that's telling me? Totally, I'll just keep my head down and not mm-hmm. do that, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think as the church, we get to kind of in our own heads. Yeah. And um, I think maybe God has a bigger life for us, <laughs> you know, and you maybe think? <laughs> <laughs> and wants us to step into that. I think so. You know, and so, um, yeah, I love the shepherding part too, because it's helping mm-hmm. others. Helping others, yeah. You know, do something that you're passionate about for your life, yeah. you know. I think about too, like I, you, when we say those little moments too, we, we talked about this. We introduced our girls to the movie, uh, We Bought a Zoo. Have you ever seen oh, that yeah, I have. <laughs> with Matt Damon? Such a great, great movie. Yeah. And um, man, I really feel like he, those little moments, he, there's this line uh, that he says in it. And he, and he says like, uh, just 20 seconds of courage. 
yeah. 20 seconds of courage. Right. That's all you need, you know? I mean, this is going to, this can step on so many spots in someone's life or, or whatever, yeah. but I was super shy. Like, I mean, as a, as a nine on the Enneagram, I used mm-hmm. to not be able to order a pizza. In the <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, I'd say something they're like, so yeah. that's olives. I was like, no, I hate olives, but yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's, if that's you right. say you know? so. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but you know, like the older I've gotten, like that whole 20 seconds of courage, like makes sense. Like, talk to somebody like yeah. you, a conversation is could change someone's life to mm-hmm. some extent, you know? And that idea of saying yes to something, it's t- saying yes to relationships. It's saying yeah. yes to just a conversation. Uh-huh. It could be saying yes to moving across the country. It could be saying yes, totally. but if you put God in it, I don't think there's any, any way that it's wrong. There's yeah. no, there's no wrong answer, man. Risk and faith though. That's a, that's a hashtag, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people just treat faith like they would treat risk. Right. You know, and say, make sure that, you know, uh, I know exactly what the outcome is mm-hmm. going to be before I step into it. Right. You know, which is kind of how I roll. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Where's the fun in that, so, mate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so true. And, and yeah, I mean, like, what are we selling ourselves short of? You know, right. like, that's kind of one of my takeaways is like, God has this great, abundant, crazy life for us yeah are we selling ourselves to short of just like well we're just nice people and right. we just kind of get through the day right you know uh totally. that's what everyone else does well and I, f- <laughs> I feel like man i feel like really kind of a little bit um challenged on that too it's like okay well i'm i i can risk and and in faith in my own in my own life and be really comfortable but yeah. like it's like can i go out beyond my little world mm-hmm. and do the same you know yeah. and and help people in, in other ways too. So, yeah. So a lot of that was looking back, you know, mm-hmm. like past and how you got to where we are right now, mm-hmm. you know, in this moment, like, do you, and, and it's kind of like just in your whole life. Yeah. Do you feel like God is revealing himself <laughs> in any yeah. ways, you know, like sometimes I was just, I'm curious uh, now that you know, almost like looking future. Yeah. Future. What God might be revealing to you, or is there a decision kind of in front of you that you're like, you know, I don't want you to spill your, you know, your guts out here, but, um, yeah, totally. you know, um, something in real time, but you know, is I, there a response? Yeah. I think in real time, like, I think it's, I would have to say, like, I feel like confirmation or, mm-hmm. um, confidence in knowing that the right decisions were made or like that really was from God, Yeah, you know? And so there's, there's a piece that I feel like that I've kind of just over the last few months, just, I think really felt like, Oh dude, I'm comfortable like yeah. in my skin and with those choices or, or whatever. And now it's like, how can I be really faithful in what God's given me mm-hmm. and, and where God is leading me and how can I then lead a team in the same way, not only a team with my business, but how can I lead at church yeah. in the same way? How can we, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So I really think that um, thinking about it, it's like that piece of knowing that, that was God's sovereignty. That was God's plan. For sure. And I'm I'm glad that I feel I was faithful and said yes in that mm-hmm. moment. And now I have confidence and peace knowing where I am and not like, oh, I wish I was doing music. Yeah. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So like just really I guess happy and in a in a place. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wish I did have more time mm-hmm. to do to do like write with you and hang out and all that kind yeah. of stuff, you know. But you know, there'll be time for that right. too in the future. Um, but just pressing in and being faithful as a leader uh, of a business, as a leader at church, as you know, yeah. um, that kind of thing. Like, how do I do my best in that? Yeah. You know? 
Hey, here's another thing I was thinking of. Uh, let me circle back to when we talked about purpose, which was we framed it as like, this is why God made me, you mm-hmm. know? That is a little bit different than the way we're talking about passion. Mm-hmm. Like you could be passionate about uh, making the best burger and they could be passionate about working at a great place and giving mm-hmm. good service mm-hmm. and making good food, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe not the, their purpose in life, you know, mm-hmm. why they were put on the planet, you know? Um, and so like, I guess with your job change, mm-hmm. you know, there, I think there's a, t- a temptation to look at it and say, he might be moving away from purpose by working on pools versus mm-hmm. songwriting or uh, leading worship or some, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, uh, more spiritual sure. <laughs> thing. So what's the breakdown for you in terms of like, is it all spiritual? Is it, where does ministry happen? Well, ministry happens everywhere. It happens every day in life, you yeah. know, no matter where you are and what you do, mm-hmm. you know, I think we all, I remember the book Roaring Lambs. I don't know if you remember that I way know. back in the day. Uh-huh. It was about being a Christian and, and, you know, whatever you do, mm. you share the love of Christ. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm not like really a huge vocal person of, of say, standing on a soapbox and saying, everybody needs to repent. Jesus, <laughs> you know, Jesus is the way that's it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not, my personality is not that, but mm. my personality is, um, is living the way Christ wants me to live. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. And I need to treat everybody with respect, dignity, and love them. Yeah. You know, and um, the one cool thing about now in my service company is that I can actually, you know, deliver a great service and know somebody's story. Everybody wants mm-hmm. their story to be heard. Yeah. You know, and everybody needs an ear, you know, yeah. to uh, listen to their story. And and that's one cool thing about like when, when my guys show up, that's kind of how I train them to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, listen to the story of the person. Let's help yeah. them with their problem. Um, you know? And so ultimately you share the love of Christ just through the way you live, the way you talk, yeah. the way you speak. Um, and as far as like, you know, as far as like passion, like I know some people are like, Oh, but he's not doing his passion anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about, leak detection yeah now too. Totally. like you know it's like not that i'm not passionate about music i'm not passionate about singing and um you know i, I praise the lord that i'm able to lead at fellowship and mm-hmm. an amazing place um but um you know passion and purpose are man you know they are i mean they're intertwined mm-hmm. for sure yeah but um but i am i'm all about my purpose yeah in life and not necessarily my passion at this point. Yeah, which could happen in any place. That's kind of what I hear you saying. Yeah. I think about, too, the people that go to fellowship. They're not all waiting to get a job at a church so they can start ministry. Right. It's wherever you are. Like That's right. We always say where you live, work, and play. Yeah. Do ministry in those areas. You're sent. Yeah. You're sent. Yeah. <laughs> and only you have that job. Yeah, and, that's exactly you know, right. Um, that's exactly right. To, to be Christ there, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, and I, I ultimately feel like I'm I'm – I am a representative mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ yeah. as a Christian. And so no matter who I come in contact with, who I, um, you know, converse with, whatever, like I want them to see the light of Jesus. In right. Me, yeah. You know, and I think that we're all called to that. And yeah. I, th- I think, you know, we look at over time, we, we see the sanctification, you know, I, I became a Christian mm-hmm. when I was 14 yeah. and I kind of feel like I never knew a day that Jesus didn't love me. You know what I'm saying? Like totally. I was, yeah. I was young and, and I grew up in the church and all that. And so it's like, that alone's amazing mm-hmm. that I can, I can look back on my life and, and know that um, Jesus called me. He wants me. He yeah. loves me. And I can uh, share that with others. I mean, yeah. What better thing 
to have a purpose <laughs> right. in life than that. It's not it's... about what I do necessarily. Yeah. Even though I find immense fulfillment yeah. in that. And and even the passion of songs and songwriting and, and singing, I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. But that's just, you know, it's kind of like the story of Eric Liddell, man, who, you know, mm-hmm. who ran in the Olympics back in the day. And he's like, he's like, you know, I, I feel my purpose like, God made me fast. Yeah. God made me fast. Yeah. And he feels God's pleasure when he runs, when he runs. you know? So, yeah, so it's, you know, it's like, yeah. so, I mean, I think whatever we do, we do it with excellence. Yeah. If you do it with excellence and you honor God in it, mm-hmm. say yes all the way. <laughs> I love it. Well said. <laughs> Dude, well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on here today. And I, talk, I know it's vulnerable to talk about your story yeah, and kind of the ups and downs sure. and everything, but I'm, I'm hoping it's an encouragement to people that are listening and, yeah. um, and kind of always coming back to that question of like, if you feel God's speaking to you, respond like don't respond, don't yeah. skip over it you know yeah. don't don't wait do it today so absolutely awesome well thanks for having me you got it man yep we'll see you in the next episode revelation response is produced by fellowship bible church and fellowship songs you can check us out online at fellowshipbiblechurch.org or by searching fellowship songs wherever you stream your music also please leave us a like and give us a follow to hear more episodes like this Thanks for listening.